This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, it's Fun Friday. My name is Jeff Sandu. Last week, Culture Pop's Matt Armitage took me to paradise. Okay, you know what? I'm not reading these intros until you start writing them properly. Last week, Matt explained me the year 2222. So much so that I actually had a confusion within my brain that I kept mentioning <laughs> the year 2022 because that's what he put me through and his fantasy of like a perfect society. One he names with his usual understatement, Matt-topia. This week, he wants to take me back to the future, but this time, it seems... The future isn't so rosy. So, Matt, I think we can assume that the future took a wrong turn. Where are we heading today? Hey, Jeff. Uh, well, you know when you book a hotel based on those, you know, those lovely pictures and when you get there, the room actually looks like it was used as a set in one of those Saw movies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I sold to everybody last week. So, we are heading back to 2222. It's still called Mattopia, but the future is isn't quite as much fun as it was last week. And that's really cool because that's a sentence you don't get to say very often. The future isn't quite as much fun as it was last week. Anyway, you know what happens next? Jump into the Mata transporter. Uh, no. This is going to hurt probably a lot. I don't think... I want to do that again, man. It's okay. You're not going to have to. Um, this week, you're actually on a one-way trip. Uh, your DNA has been damaged too much. Did I not tell you about that? Okay, that, that cold you've had for the last week, that was actually your DNA breaking down. Every sneeze, those are literally your brain cells. No wonder it hurts. Yeah, exactly. So if you actually get to the end of this show without turning into Chendol, I would be really, really surprised. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because there are loads of producers at BFM, so the show will go on. All right, so hello 2222. Where does future Jeff live this week? You live in a tower. Uh, you have a cubicle apartment on the 137th floor. Now, we've got the idea for these cubicles from the so-called coffee cubicle apartments in uh, Hong Kong. We have pretty serious overcrowding and, you know, let's face it, most people are poor. So it makes sense to put them in these giant skyboxes rather than have them dirty up the street where ordinary, decent, rich folk might see them. Before I go any further, a lot of what I said about Mattopia last week was actually true. It's just the good bits that I lied about. Mm. Uh, the cities really did fall into the ocean. The continental US lost almost 30% of its landmass to water. On the plus side, East Malaysia is doing very well. A lot of people migrated there when it became the region's financial capital because Singapore sank and the encircling waters have turned Johor into Southern Isle. So, no, we didn't beat climate change and, and we, we still have tiger, tiger DNA, DNA on file, which we can reactivate someday. So all those things you said about us returning to the land of wild. Completely wow. Uh, it's <laughs> true that we're getting more yield out of less land. We have a lot of advanced uh, agricultural technology. But with the shrinking of the world's habitable land, agricultural space is obviously at a premium. So people like Future Jeff have been crowded into megacities. We've had to limit the footprint of those cities just to preserve enough land to stay alive. So we build up and up and up. It's a little the towers that, say, J.G. Ballard wrote about or mm. the blocks of Megacity One that Judge Dredd police. So you have brought science fiction to life. 
Yeah, just not in kind of Jetsons kind of way. <laughs> but it was great to have things like, you know, Judge Red, Book of Eli, Blade Runner to use as blueprints. Each block is essentially its own town. The richer inhabitants live lower down. Residents like yourself are on the higher floors, you know, kind of out of sight. In fact, we don't even encourage you to leave the building. There are facilities for the coffin cubicles uh, from the 100th floor. Uh, food courts, shops, gyms, pools, everything you need, really. Uh, you wouldn't have access to the facilities for the lower apartments. There would be no need for you to mix with those people. <laughs> if you want to use the lift to go down from a 100 ground level and go outside, then, you know, you have pay. In any case, there's not really a lot of need for you to yeah, be outside the block. You don't really have the money to access the mobile carbon dioxide rubber network that makes the air breathable anyway. Mm. Well, that's not really a problem for me to go out because I still have the internet, yeah, right? right? Yes, the thing I spoke about last week, that little chip in your head called connection, you still have that. Mm -hmm. And I said last week, we put it in at birth. The nanobot that crawls into the brain it isn't quite as painless as I said, but you know, hey, it's to obey and what do they remember? <laughs> um, rather than connecting you to everyone else, connection actually connects you to us. Uh, the mechanics are the same as last week. Um, we are, you're connected to everyone via a low-power peer-to-peer grid that links to booster stations. And the information that you have access to appears like thought, but the key there is that it's the information that we allow you to access. access. So there are lots of different levels according to your position in society. Someone like yourself would have access to most normal stuff, you know, gossip, uh, basic facts, things that you could use for education, stuff about how the city is run, what the people in power are doing. That would be restricted people like you. Presumably there are people monitoring my device. Well, as I mentioned last week, connection stores three months of your life in real definition, which we mean real-time memory. Mm -hmm. So we have bots that call the connections looking for keywords. Then if anything is flagged, we do a deep dive into the real-time memories. So it's not so much people as machines. In most cases, depending on what, what is found, found, the machines will alter your access privileges automatically according to their guiding principles. And it's really sleek. It's practically invisible. Mm. Very few actual people need to be involved. Why are the people below the 100th floor treated so differently from those above us? Well, we call them the 100s, and they, they are different from you because they have money. Mm. Um, we realized many years ago that money buys you freedom. So our society is designed around people with money. And, you know, last week when I said that we don't enhance people in Matopia, that was kind of a lie. I thought so. Yeah. Um, the 100s are literally better than you. Mm. They have upgrades to their intelligence. Their families can edit out, out all the genes that they don't want in their children. Subtle robotics boost their physical abilities and these in turn trans well, actually become, become genetic, genetic traits, traits that can be passed on. So in many ways, you are both actually different species. Mm. They are, you know, pretty much perfect or at least they're heading for perfection. Then why do we share blocks? Well, the blocks are what we call municiverts, so vertical municipalities. As I mentioned, they are essentially towns in the sky which we segregate. Mm. Those on the floors of 100 have no access to the lower floors. There are separate entrances on different sides of the block. History has taught us not to concentrate poor people in numbers that we cannot manage. As we don't have land, we have tilled up. So we don't want entire communities of ungraded sorry let me explain 
the 100s have been upgraded. Mm -hmm. So everyone else we call ungraded. Ah. So you are ungraded. ungraded. Yes. Mm. So we don't want entire communities of ungraded people like yourself because that would pose a threat mm. to society. So the solution is to house you together, but in two separate systems. So the first 100 of a block is essentially a series, a series of gated, gated communities. They, they have, have their, their own subdivisions, subdivisions and hierarchies, which are pretty much like the ones that you would recognize from the 21st century based around wealth and state and class. Uh, there's no common access, though, from one part of block to another. Mm. And you are prohibited from visiting the first hundred floors of any block in Mattoga. But can the hundreds visit our floor of the block? They can, but we don't really encourage sky slumming, as we call it. Uh, it's no different, really, to when white Americans would sneak into Harlem's jazz clubs in the early 20th century. It happens, and it's really not worth getting upset about. about. Usually, when we have some real disorder to deal with, it comes from younger members of the 100s themselves. They come up with ideas like, you know, everybody should be equal, which mm. is, you know, obviously insane. If they don't grow out of it, then, you know, we have to deal with them. What if I disagree with what's happening in metal? Yeah. That's fine. You're free to air your opinions. Uh, trying to control expression and legislating against it is simply a waste of time and resources. As I said, we control your connection device. So we also control who you communicate with and how quickly your comments can be deleted. We can delete entire thoughts and memories before, before they, they spread, spread more than, than you know, a handful of people. We, we don't, don't try and change your thinking, but we can alter what you remember. We can reconstruct your real-time memories to subtly alter your perception of the past. Plus, we control your entry to and from the block. So, if we tag you, there's no way to spread your, your opinions beyond the parameters, parameters that, that we define for you. What, what happens, happens politically above the 100th floor? As long as violence is kept to a minimum, we really don't worry about too much. Um, in terms of run-of-the-mill stuff like crime, we, we have, have jail facilities, facilities within, within each block. block. Mm. But, but to, to be, be honest, honest we, we don't get too much of that. People know that you know, it's better to go along. And, and all of that can be done automatically. Yeah, our machines are really capable. Um, human interaction with these delicate tasks is where it kind of gets tricky and complicated. Uh, as I mentioned, most of the serious threats to order come from misguided members of the 100s. Machines don't develop conscience. They have programming. Mm. All, right, All right, we'll, we'll take, take a, a short, short break. break. We, we are living in the year 2222. It's a dystopian future. We'll be right back. BFM 89.9. And we're back, and my name is Jeff Sandu, uh, here with Culture Pop's Matt Amatech. Now, we are talking about a future that uh, we have to now step into again, one of these Matt's you know, time traveller incubator thingy. Alright, Matt, so the year 2222, dystopia. 2022. So last week you told us that there is no AI in metal. And that was true. Uh, as you can probably imagine, there's not a lot of room for self-aware machines in this society. So I didn't lie last week. We didn't want sentient machines to serving us. We experimented with them and they favoured a more equitable society. So we removed them from their positions and now we make sure that the machines we use are operating at the very limits of what is possible without becoming self-aware. People do create them from time to time. We take them and we keep them in controlled environments. We, we don't, don't switch them off. We're, we're not, not cruel people. people. We're not killers. Uh, 
whether you're human or machine, we want everybody to enjoy a good life. We try and preserve some resources so that a few can enjoy a great life. Mm. So, so I, I take it that future Jeff is unemployed? Well, there, there are, are some, some jobs for the ungraded, but admittedly very few, mm. and we don't really encourage it. Even for the 100s, there aren't that many opportunities. Um, so I meant it last week when I said we, we are, are a society, society of bad artists. Even in the upper reaches of the blocks, they're actually really creative places, and we encourage that. So how can I afford to live there? The same as last week. You know, we cover your basic needs. You get an allocation of armits, as the uh, currency is called, free month. Um, and this was done as a matter of expediency. We realized that people with no money, no prospects, and no hope were a threat to our society. Mm -hmm. So the social cost of policing their behavior was higher than making maintenance payments that covered their basic needs. So out of that, most people choose to live in cubicles and use most of their income for leisure pursuits. Karaoke, Karaoke is still, still really popular. popular. Mm -hmm. we, we have, have licensed, licensed certain medicines that help people pass the time. If you value your privacy, you can choose to spend money on accommodation that has fewer roommates. You know, we don't dictate the way you spend your money. All right. So you mentioned there's, there's a shortage, shortage of land earlier. Does that mean there's also a shortage of food? No, but, you know, we joked last week about uh, people taking that Soylent kind of uh -huh. all-in-one meal substance. We don't have anything quite that disgusting, but our, our sources of protein are limited. limited. Uh, uh, still, no insects. <sighs> the oceans are dead. Between the pollution of the cities that were inundated and the decrease in salinity of all the extra water from melting ice, most of the species have died off. We know that there's life in the deep trenches, but nothing that's edible. So, as I said last week, our meat and our fish is cultured, it's vat-grown, as we can't, spend, uh, we can't spare the resources to farm them. And that, in turn, makes them quite expensive. So, for people like yourself, there are fish and soy protein bars and a lot of vitamin and mineral balanced processed food, but very little in the way of fresh produce. Um, cultivating in our atmosphere also, also makes, makes it quite expensive. We make extensive use, use of hydroponics, all of this drives the price up. Mm. So, so that's, that's not, not to say you, you can't, can't get, get fresh fruit and veg and meat and things like that, but they're expensive. So it's a question of how you choose to spend your money. It's, you know, you can spend it on an apple or you can spend it on karaoke. Mm. Now I have a problem. I can't sit still. What if I want to get a job? Well, machines do all the heavy lifting and essentially it's really hard for you to match anything that the 100s do. Uh, in fact, the more they enhance, the harder it is for you to communicate with them. Uh, I mentioned last week that the connection device in your head we limit what you can experience with it because your mind can't cope with the seed and flood of information that the device brings. The thing is, the 100s can. Mm. That's part of their enhancement process. So, so in, in a sense, for them, talking to ungrades like you is almost like a slow-motion experience for them. And joining in a conversation with a group of them has a very real danger of you developing something like psychosis. So. The jobs that there are tend to be quite menial, what we call control positions, you know, things liaising li with your fellow residents in the blocks, or working in the businesses that serve your fellow residents. There's very little that would take you away from the block that you are in. As we said, we don't stop you from leaving, but we don't encourage it. And what can I do if I want to go outside? Well, you know, we give you the money and it's up to you what you do with it. Um, you, you can, can pay, pay to take, take the lift down and go outside. outside. 
it's not wise to breathe unscrubbed air. It can give you brain damage. So walking in the flow, which is the air corridor that we filter, will again cost you a few armits. You'll probably imagine that most things happen inside as a result of the air, where we can control the climate more easily. So more and more of the 100s are adapting to this kind of uh, new environment. Um, their lungs tend to be more efficient at converting the remaining oxygen in the air. So they're starting to do sports outside and other outside mm. activities again, but most people don't. So if you want, you can go into a mall, but again, the charge to enter. There's a further fee every time, time you want to go, go into a store. store. So if you're on a limited, limited income, income, there's really not much cause to leave the block more than, say, once or twice a year. Yeah. And last week, you make it sound like, you know, it sounds paradise, where companies work for the good, good of society. society. Are the brands in control now? Manufactured goods are very cheap. I wasn't lying about that last week. We've done some incredible things in terms of material science, especially with carbon atoms. And that's one of the reasons we have the ability to replicate fossil fuels, all the carbon dioxide that has to be scrubbed from the air. It's natural products that are expensive in this society. So that's where we find people working and that's where people are making money. Growing food, leasing land... Again, the raw materials companies, Agrichem and medical technology tend to dominate our society. Now, the straight tech companies are pretty much irrelevant. Although, if you want a nostalgic day out with ungraded driver, you can always hail an Uber. <laughs> I, now, I will regret asking this, but I've got to ask you. Children, Matt. What about, about that? Yes, you'll regret <laughs> asking that. Uh, obviously, there was an explosion in the populations of ungraded mm -hmm. uh, we're not a cruel place but we had to control the breeding so yule's actually the first generation that we managed to breed sterile you talk about the ungraded as though they are a different species and are they am i effectively yes, yes. I, mean, I mean you, you had, had a movement, movement in your era which was called transhumanism or posthumanism the 100s are posthumans post they, they are essentially a different species Yours will probably be the last generation of Homo sapiens sapiens. After you, it will just be the 100s. And a new stage in our evolution will have been realized mm. um, post-humanely. And, you know, sad to say, a weaker gene pool will have been put to rest. Mm. But don't worry, we will keep your DNA on file, along with the tigers. Who knows, one day when the planet repairs, we may decide to bring, bring you back, back and give you some, some land, land. Mm. just to see what your species does with it. Before we go, would you like to tell everyone why you decided to follow up your utopia with a dystopia? I think one of the reasons, basically because the situations and the advances in technology are actually the same. And that's a message that we push really often here on the show. I wanted to point out that the technology itself is largely neutral. So it's actually up to us to make the decisions about how that technology gets used. So the same tools, for example, that can be used to empower you can also be used to control you. And it really only takes very small and subtle shifts in behavior to change the direction of societies. Um, you know, we often look at the dystopias of the future as being like Terminator mm. and Skynet. But it's just as likely that we could end up in these gilded cages in these kind of blocks and towers and controlled with our with our movement curtailed and as much as we like to blame the people we see as the powerful these are the kind of situations that we can actually be pushed into with soft power rather than hard we won't be forced we won't be herded 
technology and institutions and companies that wield it will kind of chip away at our freedoms bit by bit. You know, you might not think of that smart home system where all your devices are from one company as being a prison, but unless you have an open source system, those decisions all narrow your choices and those decisions get carried on into other aspects of your life and society. So little by little, that's how we could end up in tiny boxes, being marginalized and being irrelevant. You know, it feels like a mantra that we say it so often, you have to be vocal. We have a lot more power than we think we do. We may not be in full control of the future, but we have more influence over it than we think. And also, you know, we have to bear the responsibility for our actions. It's far too easy to place the blame on others because we were blind to the implications and consequences of our own actions. We are usually given a choice. It's up to us to make the right one. Mm. Matt Armitage from Culture Pop talking about the dystopian world year 2222. We'll be right back. BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.